chapter 32. I sat with Zion out on the sidewalk at lunchtime the next day. Do you know where Connor's been, he asked, popping a potato chip into his mouth. He offered me one, and I took it from him with my toes. I haven't seen him the last couple of days. I stared down at my lunch, slowly chewing the potato chip. I don't know. What's wrong, Zion asked. Why would anything be wrong? How come you don't know where he is? It's not like I know where he is at all times, I snorted. I'm not his all-the-time watcher person. Zion raised an eyebrow at me. Avon, he said in a scolding tone. I sighed. Okay, fine. We got in a fight. What about? I shrugged. He hurt my feelings. I hurt his feelings. So everyone's feelings got hurt. That's all. I looked up at him. It was a misunderstanding. You better fix it, Zion said. I can't fix anything if I can't find him. He's got to come back to school at some point. And when he does, I trailed off. What would happen then? And when he does, Zion prompted, and when he does, I'll make it right. I walked into the saloon and steakhouse after school and sat at the bar. The bartender, fully decked in cowboy gear, even though I knew he was just a regular old college student, raised an eyebrow at me. Give me a stiff one, Charlie, I said. I could tell he was holding back a smile. Avon, you know you can't sit at the bar. I groaned and dropped my head forward onto the old wooden bar. My forehead hit the shiny, polished oak with a loud thump. It's a stupid rule, I muttered, pressing my forehead to the cold wood. It's not my rule, Charlie said. It's the, what's that thing called? Oh yeah, the law. It's the law. He pointed at a nearby table. Go sit over there and I'll bring you a drink. I got down from the bar stool, dragging my forehead off the bar as I went. You better put extra cherries in it today, I said, flopping down at the table. A minute later, Charlie placed my drink in front of me. One sarsaparilla for the forlorn redhead. Extra cherries. I frowned. What makes you think I'm forlorn? He touched my forehead. You've got a big fat red spot on your face from bashing it on the bar. He walked back behind the counter to tend to a couple of customers. I sadly swigged down my sarsaparilla through the straw Charlie had kindly provided. When the drink was nearly gone, I made deliberate slurping sounds as I tried to get the last of it up. The people at the bar stared at me, but I didn't care. I slurped louder. I think I was trying to drown out the sounds of the annoying player piano, which I wanted to kick to death at the moment. Now that this is the most theoretical display of melodramatics I have ever seen in my life, I looked up and found Josephine standing in front of me. I sat back from my empty drink. Sorry, I mumbled. Josephine pulled out a chair and sat down across from me. You want to tell me what's the matter? I shrugged. Why would you think something's the matter? I asked, frowning so hard it hurt the muscles in my face. Oh, I don't know. Could be you've been moping around this place for the last few days like someone died. No one died. I stared at the red and white plastic checkerboard tablecloth. My friend is mad at me. Oh, she said, the one who barks all the time? I nodded. You two seem to be pretty good pals. I'm sure you'll work it out. I raised my eyes and looked at Josephine. 
I realized I knew absolutely nothing about her except that she had worked at Stagecoach Pass since it opened. Despite seeing her all the time, she was always too busy to ever speak to me. I didn't want to lose this chance to get any information I could. Do you have a family, Josephine? I asked her. She looked surprised at the question. Uh, no. No, I don't. Have you ever been married? She smiled. Never had time for that nonsense. I nodded in agreement. I don't think I ever will either. She laughed. Only 13 and already knows she won't ever marry. She slapped the table. It figures. What figures? Josephine looked like I had just caught her in letting out a gigantic fart or something. Oh, nothing. Just young people these days. I stared at her. You've worked here a long time, haven't you? Yep, just about 60 years. Wow, I said. That's so long. Yes, it is. And you've always worked in the restaurant? Oh, no. I've done all kinds of jobs around here. Just about everything there is to do. Were you ever the fortune teller, I asked. She laughed. Well, maybe not everything there is to do. Why do you stay here? She drummed her fingers on the plastic tablecloth. I guess I like it here. I studied her face. So you were here in 1973 then? She stopped drumming her fingers and tilted her head a little. Sure, why? Do you remember a girl who was here? A girl who looked just like me but with arms? I know this sounds crazy, but I think her name was Avon too. This seemed to make Josephine uncomfortable. She shifted in her seat. I don't, I don't really recall. She pushed away from the table and stood up. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? I really got to get back to work, she told me. Those cowboy beans won't serve themselves. Wait, but she was already gone.